You're tuned in to Let's Talk Good Business, the show that's designed to feature the emerging identity of social entrepreneurs, activists, philanthropists, and other creative change makers. Join our host, Dr. Dion Mahaffey, as she explores the strategies, leaders, and new markets that are driving the evolution of conscious good business. Hey, it's Dr. Dion, and it's time for Let's Talk Good Business. Our guest today is Jessica Greenwald. She's the co-founder of CrowdMed. CrowdMed helps diagnose medical issues faster and more accurately by empowering crowds of medical experts and patients to work together. It's simply impossible for one doctor to have all the answers, knowing everything about over 13,000 potential medical conditions that may be causing your symptoms. This is the problem that CrowdMed was designed to solve, and Jessica's here to just tell us all about her emerging company. Welcome, Jessica. Hi. Thanks for having me. We're glad you're on the show. Now, tell our audience why you are building CrowdMed. Yeah, so CrowdMed is a website that helps patients who have undiagnosed conditions finally get an answer and get them closer to a cure. And these patients, on average, have already spent $60,000 or and sometimes drastically more, like six figures, on trying to get a diagnosis. They've seen over seven doctors. Wow. They've been undiagnosed for over seven years or incorrectly diagnosed. And they don't have the answer they need to actually start the right treatment so that they can get better. Instead, they're trying all these different um, treatments that are targeting a, the wrong condition, or they're just, it's like a shot in the dark, right? They're, their doctors yeah. are like, try this prescription, let's see what happens. And they can end up doing this for years. We've had patients who have been incorrectly diagnosed for 20 years. And yeah, it's crazy. So these patients, they can come to our site, type up their symptoms, upload any relevant data that can help solve their case. So scans, um, you know, little pictures of, of any um, topical condition. And then once their case is up on our site, people from all over the world can work together to solve that case. And that's wow. better than just going from one doctor to another. So for example, I got really sick in college, and the, the normal process, what happens when you find out you're sick, you decide to go to the doctor, they take a look at you, and if they can't figure out what's wrong with you, they might do a few tests, and they might refer you to a specialist. So I get referred to a specialist, that specialist orders more tests, and if they can't figure out what's wrong, they refer me to another specialist. And then what will happen to the patient's before they come to our site, this is, this, is the, this is the process. You just get bounced around from specialist to specialist, doing tons of tests, which are not cheap, and still having no idea what's wrong with you. So you can't, you can't start on the path of recovery because there's no, there's no map. Wow. I mean, it's, it's just so basically they come to your site to get closer to having a definitive diagnosis um, regarding their condition. Now, what type of medical cases does CrowdMed focus on? We don't focus on any one type of case. I mean, the broader family of the sort of case that ends up on our site are rare or difficult to diagnose diseases, which is, which is why on average patients have already seen seven doctors by the time they get to our site. They're the sort of conditions that may confuse doctors and make them think that they, uh, the condition is something else, something other than it is, or they're rare, so the, the specialist that, that these patients have been going to may not have even heard of the condition before. Wow, and can you share any patient stories? Yeah, 
Um, actually, one that I I think is amazing is for this patient who we call Julieta. We anonymize our, all our patient data. So yeah, of course. That's her pseudonym. Yeah. That's not her real name. But and, and she's one of our patients who was suffering for 20 years without a correct diagnosis. And what would happen to her is she'd have this extreme swelling in her lower back and legs, and the buildup of fluid in these parts of her bodies would get so extreme that the skin on her legs would split open. And every wow. few years, the solution that her doctors had her go through was to every few years just come in and have that drained. So instead of trying to figure out the underlying reason for why this was happening, they saw this and they're just like, oh, okay, well, your legs are swelling, we'll cut them over and we'll drain them, right? And, and she just do this. She just accepted this as part of her life. And you know, every time it would just keep happening again. And so she just went to dozens of doctors, kept having this extreme swelling, 20 years, and she posted her case on CrowdMed when she found out about us. And within two weeks, um, a, a doctor who happened upon her case through our system said to come, said to try um, going back to one of her doctors and tell them about IVCS, which is iliac vein compression syndrome. And it was about how her internal swelling was putting pressure on the vein which was preventing blood from getting to different parts of her body. And she reported this to her primary care physician who confirmed this, and she's, she's been on treatment and has been getting better. It's, wow. This is the type of story that happens on our, on our site. We'll find that what these patients really need is a diagnosis because once you have the name, once you know what that condition is, then you can start, you can start on the process, on the path to recovery. So that's amazing. So a doctor happened upon it. I mean, who else to solve these medical um, cases on the site? Is it all doctors? Or because you're using crowd med, um, you know, you think of crowdfunding where everyone helps. Maybe patients that have experienced it before is offering information as well as physicians? Yeah, exactly. So we don't, and this is what I think is really cool about, about what we do is we don't limit the people who can solve cases on our site to whether or not they, they are to those who work in or study medicine, right? We have it open up to anyone who believes they have an insight to solve that case. And what that allows us to do by not limiting it to just people in medicine is that it allows us to capture the wisdom of, like you said, those patients who have gone mm -hmm. through these conditions before or the people who have cared for them. And if you think about it, if you're a patient who has suffered from this crazy condition, you know more about your condition than the doctor who gave you the diagnosis because you're living it and you've yeah. tried the variety of treatments and you've done all the research. This is, this is very much your domain of expertise. And so we've found that those patients are really good at reading symptoms or hearing about these symptoms and identifying immediately their own condition. So how does it work? Arm, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm ahead. sorry. No, I, I just, I'm so curious about this because, I mean, I love crowdfunding. I love crowdsourcing, you know, all things, yes. you know, these days where we're having, you know, the universe um, ex share experiences and share information, share resources. So I'm curious as to how yours works. Tell me about how the user it? experience. Oh, sure, yeah. So, okay, 
So you know all about the patient situation at this point where you, as a patient, have already been suffering for years. You've spent thousands of dollars in the medical system. You still don't have a diagnosis. You hear about CrowdMed and you think, oh, maybe, maybe they can help me. So you come to the site, you type up your symptoms and upload any relevant images, whatever you think will help someone solve your case, and we anonymize your data and put it up in front of our community of case solvers, which, you know, like, like we were talking about earlier, is a mix of those who work in study medicine and those who do not. They're people who really love solving cases or who have gone through this before. And once your case is up on the site, all these people from around the world with diverse backgrounds look at your case. And they might, they might think, hey, I, I'm very familiar with this um, condition. And they'll offer up a, a diagnosis. They'll suggest a diagnosis to your case. And medical detectives, which is what we call the people who are helping solve cases, medical detectives who come and check out that case after a diagnosis has been selected or suggested may decide to support the diagnosis suggested or they might decide to offer up one of their own. So what will end up happening is a case might have a handful of suggested diagnoses and then several different people are backing or supporting the diagnoses of their choice. Awesome. And what will happen is by collecting all this data from the medical detectives who are suggesting and supporting diagnoses, we'll be able to determine what percentage likeliness we think a patient has one of the diagnoses on that list. So at the end of the, let's say, 90 days, if a patient decides to keep their case up for 90 days, at the end of that, they get a report. And that report has a list of the top five or three diagnoses, depending on um, the suggesting and su uh, supporting behavior of our medical detectives. And that report will have probabilities assigned to each diagnosis on that list. So that patient can then take that report to their, their doctor and say, hey, this um, crabman thinks I have a 20% chance of this condition. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Now, before we go to break, well, you know what, we're going to take a break, and when we come right back, I want you to tell me about the cases that you guys have solved. I'd really love to hear more about that. I know you shared one story about um, the young lady with the swelling, but I, I definitely want to hear some more. I think our listeners would be intrigued, you know, um, to learn all of the types of cases that you've solved. So let's take a break. And, guys, don't touch that dial. This is Dr. Dion, your host of Let's Talk Good Business. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with more information on how to be and how to do good business. At Boss Life Coaching, we partner with you to clarify, enhance, or reinvent your business strategy. Imagine your business with inspired leaders who foster teamwork, use of tools of innovation like social media and marketing automation. We offer executive coaching, tech startup consultation, small business coaching, and for larger organizations, we provide team building solutions, coaching, and soft skills training for you and your employees. Are you dreaming of a well-run business with consistent leads, sales, and profits? Well, let us help you make it a reality. Contact Boss Life Coaching, a program of the Life Purpose Coaching Institute, 
you can reach us online at bosslifecoaching.com or dial 877-427-2724, extension 801. That's bosslifecoaching.com. Welcome back. This is Dr. Dion, and my guest today is Jessica Greenwald. She is the co-founder of CrowdMed.com. CrowdMed is a online platform that helps diagnose medical issues faster and more accurately by empowering crowds of medical experts and patients to work together. And many of the users of the site before coming to CrowdMed, they suffered an average of six years consulting with at least eight different doctors and incurring more than $50,000 in medical expenses with no definitive diagnoses. After joining CrowdMed, most patient cases have been solved in a few weeks. So welcome back, Jessica. Let's continue our discussion because because as I said, you know, most of the users of your service have had their cases solved. Can you tell us how many cases you've solved? Yeah, so we've worked on nearly a thousand cases at this point. Um, wow. And we have a 70% success rate. And what I mean by success is that we survey our patients after they've gotten to talk to their doctors or gotten to start the treatment. And we ask them if we, our community, has actually helped them get closer to cure to a cure with the information we've provided. And 70% of them say yes. Wow, that's amazing. So I, I know that um, you shared that wonderful case study and 70% of your users are getting their cases solved. Is there a cost associated with using CrowdMed? How much does it cost if there is a cost associated? Yeah, there is. Um, so we have different packages. And they start at 99 to 249 per month. And on average case runs on the site for two months. So wow. our patients, though, we, we survey patients after, after the process, and they report that what we charge is 300 times cheaper than what they're currently paying to go see a doctor, right, or specialist, mm -hmm. and that we solve cases um, 50 times faster than their, the traditional medical system. So what about patients who can't afford to get their case on CrowdMed? What do they do? What are their options? Yeah, so we actually teamed up with Indiegogo to start campaigns, uh, crowdfunding campaigns for patients who can't afford the, the, the few hundred dollars that it costs to, to run their case on CrowdMed. And we're running one right now, actually, that is for all the patients who have applied for our, I'm, I'm calling it a scholarship program, where we actually will run the, uh, we'll front the cost for the patients to run their case on our, on our site. And because we want it to be accessible, right? We want every patient who needs this to be able to use it. So we started the scholarship program, and then we found that the, the demand for it was just overwhelming, right? And we could only take on about 5% of the people who are applying to get their case on the site for free. So we have a, a member on our team whose name is Rose who has this unfortunate job of having to go through all the cases that come in as, on the application for scholarship and she has to choose which 5% actually get to put, be put up on the site. And that's, that's an extremely painful situation to be put in, to, to read all these heartbreaking stories and have to decide who 
whose case to run. And so to be able to run more of these cases so that we, we can accept more people, we started an Indiegogo campaign, um, which is running right now, and it's called Help Undiagnosed Patients. So if you go to Indiegogo Life, and that's life.indiegogo.com, and you search for Help Undiagnosed Patients, you'll, you'll see our campaign, and anyone, if whoever wants to help undiagnosed patients get closer to cure, please donate. It's, um, I, I post updates about all the patients we help. We have this list of patients who have uh, applied for the program and that we're, we're trying to get on the, on the site, and we're just going, we're going down that list one by one. So each time we raise $300, we launch another patient case, and, and we post the stories about the, the patients who are getting the cases, and they're all very, they're all really happy when they find out their case has been funded. So, um, that's, that's a thing that, <laughs> that's a nice thing that we've got going on. <laughs> yeah, um, I would be super appreciative if people donate to that. Um, and then we also have individual Indiegogo campaigns that patients can launch to, if, if they're more public about their case, they can launch an individual campaign and um, crowdfund amongst their friends and family. Yeah, I think this is an amazing social enterprise. I mean, and you know, our mantra on our show is do good and be good wherever you are. So you're doing yeah. good, you know, and being good by combining CrowdMed with, you know, crowdfunding to help those who are underserved and can't afford it. Now, I mean, just the value of the wisdom and the resources of crowds is just, you know, an emerging area that's really taking off in some very unique ways. Have you ever used CrowdMed personally? Um, so actually my – case was one of the first test cases we ran on the system before we released it to the public. And like I mentioned earlier, I got, I got sick in college, and what happened was I started losing clumps of hair. Like, I'd, I'd go take a shower and shampoo my hair and then run my hands through, through my hair and pull them out, and I'd be just clumps of hair coming out. And I noticed that I had a hard time regulating my, my temperature. It would be really, really cold all the time. And I started getting tired and Finally, I went to the health center, and they, of course, <laughs> they don't have a lot of information mm-hmm. there, so they sent me to a doctor. I got bounced around They a gave bit. you aspirin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and then, and then a referral to a doctor, and, yeah. and then we got some blood work done. Um, and then it kind of started this several-month process of me going in for blood work, uh, a lot of blood work every three weeks, and then talking to a lot of doctors to find out what was going on. For a while, they thought I might have cancer and ended up getting some biopsies. It, it wasn't a good experience. It was, it was this awful thing that took over my life for several months. And as a college student, you don't have a ton of cash, or at least I didn't, and these tests are expensive. And they keep, yeah. and, and my, my doctors kept saying, no, it was, we didn't, that was inconclusive, we need to run this, or we need to do more blood work. And, and I just, I felt like that was, that was all I could do at that point. But I went in for a biopsy, and, and they, um, you know, they kind of, like, stab at my throat. You're awake for this, by the way. It's, like, a really traumatizing experience for me. And, and then they, they finally clear me of, of cancer and then find out that I have Hashimoto's disease. It, and this is over the course of several months, spent maybe a few thousand dollars. And then years later, we're working on CrowdMed, and we, we want to test our site out to see if we can get the same answers, the same correct diagnoses that the traditional medical system got to with our crowd online. Mm-hmm. 
and we post my case along with 19 others. And, and these, these are the other cases are, you know, they've all taken a long time for people to solve. Some people spent six figures and were undiagnosed for a very long time. And our crowd was able to find out my condition within two weeks without any invasive tests. Wow. That's and it amazing. also was able to solve all the other test cases. 100% of them actually came back with the correct diagnoses in a matter of weeks, cases that had taken years for people to solve. Wow, that's amazing, and, and I'm glad that you were able to get to the root of what, you know, was causing you, um, you know, to, to lose your hair and, and just having the wisdom to not not only, you know, take your personal experience and to share that um, with others, but to build a platform where, you know, you can, you know, grow a business as well as continue to do good. So how's it going with your business? Um, before we get a break, I want to ask you just a couple of questions about entrepreneurship because the lion's share of our audience are aspiring entrepreneurs. Are they currently, you know, working in um their own business or, or attempting to launch one. So what have been some of your failures and what have you learned from them? So we run a lot of experiments all the time. And I don't even think, I don't know if failure is the right way to look at it because you don't want to get stuck in this um, right or wrong mindset, right? You want to, you want to mm-hmm. think about it in terms of running experiments. I think, I think if you... Because you're going to quote-unquote fail <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so, so to kind of buffer from the emotional uh, <laughs> roller coaster that is success and failure all the time, I like to think of it as experiments. Mm-hmm. So let's say we want to see if we can increase the number of patients coming or patient cases coming into the site. We want to be able to reach more patients with, with these conditions conditions. And so we run this experiment and we decide this is one of the experiments we run. We, we think about how do we get more um, patients to hear about us and we decided the, to try PR, right? And it turned mm-hmm. out it worked. It, every time a press hit happened, we have this huge spike in patient case submissions. And we actually found that NPR, for example, that, that led to a crazy increase in the number of patient case submissions probably because it's aligned with our, our um, standard user. And so that was a successful experiment. And then we had another experiment on how to get more medical detectives on the site. And we were thinking, okay, how, how do we go about in doing that? And a lot of times um, what I, I find a lot of, a lot of um, founders think to do is partner with these huge organizations, which is what we considered doing at first. But the problem with that is that there's this so much bureaucracy, right? And that mm-hmm. can take forever. And when you're a startup, you, you need your time. <laughs> you yeah, have, every minute of so it. You have to get done. Exactly. Yeah, every minute is so valuable. So we started these talks with these huge organizations, these universities, um, to get more med students on our site. And then we're like, man, it's going to take forever to get approved. And we need medical detectives now. So we decided to go right to the patient. Instead of trying to set up some whole partnership with a university and trying to get credit on the curriculum or all that stuff, we just talked to a few students and asked them if they'd be interested in being an ambassador for our company. And it turns out they were. (laughs) And we ended up getting 
med students from the top med schools around the world to tell their friends about our site and build this community of ambassadors who share what they're doing with, with their colleagues and get more people solving cases. And med students find that they really like our site because they get to, um, they actually get to see or hear about, read about the conditions that they're learning about at that time. Wow, that's amazing. Hold that thought. We're going to take another break, and we'll be right back. I have a few more questions that I've really enjoyed you know, having you on the show today. And when we come back, I want you to tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with more information on how to be and how to do good business. look at someone who is successful and they look at them and think that it was an instantaneous thing. Um, they don't know the passion that that person put in, the time, the, un the unlimited hours that they put into whatever it is that they are doing. The what is this, that is what we are doing here with Beautifully Driven. We are highlighting these stories, these obstacles, not to show you the negative, but to show you what it takes, the ins and the outs. Um, to become successful and then even define what is your level of success? What does that actually mean to you? We are here for that entrepreneur, that budding entrepreneur. We are here for that entrepreneur who has been in business for years and needs to just reshape uh, their whole theory or process of how they've been doing business. We're here for that person who just wants that fresh look on life, whether it's going back to school, whether it is just being in a different relationship. We are here to just kind of show you the ins and outs and just the tips to just beautifully driven. At Boss Life Coaching, we partner with you to clarify, enhance, or reinvent your business strategy. Imagine your business with inspired leaders who foster teamwork, use of tools of innovation like social media and marketing automation. We offer executive coaching, tech startup consultation, small business coaching, and for larger organizations, we provide team building solutions, coaching, and soft skills training for you and your employees. Are you dreaming of a well-run business with consistent leads, sales, and profits? Well, let us help you make it a reality. Contact Boss Life Coaching, a program of the Life Purpose Coaching Institute. You can reach us online at bosslifecoaching.com or dial 877-427-2724, extension 801. That's bosslifecoaching.com. Hey, Atlanta, our phone lines are open. Call us now at 404-850-8249. We're taking your questions about entrepreneurship, nonprofits, and social good. You'll receive a response on today's show or during a future broadcast. Dial 404-850-8249. That's 404-850-8BIZ. 
welcome back. We're at the end of our show. We have a few more minutes, and I'm really enjoying our conversation with Jessica Greenwald. Jessica is the co-founder of CrowdMed.com, and it is an online platform that helps you diagnose medical issues faster by using and leveraging the wisdom of crowds and medical experts and patients that work together. Now, Jessica, you're not new to entrepreneurship. I know you're a founder, co-founder of CrowdMed, but also as a serial entrepreneur, you're the founder of PixelKeet. And I know in reading your bio that you're one of Inc. Magazine's 10 Women to Watch in Technology, Tech.co's 50 Women in Tech Dominating the Silicon Valley, and Huffington Post's Six Women Rocking Tech for Good. Can you please share with us um, in our last segment, um, I have some more questions about entrepreneurship because, you know, you've been sharing a lot of great information, and I want to, you know, allow our listeners to just, you know, gain from your wisdom about your entrepreneurial life, if you will. So how do you generate new ideas? What's your ideation process? Uh, it depends on what I'm trying to come up with. So I, I get a lot of people asking me to help them come up with company names, for example, and I have a process for that. And this could, possibly, this could probably be applied to generating ideas for a variety of situations. So I'll, I'll tell you what my process is, and you can, if you're out there listening, you can see if you can apply it to how you generate ideas for other things. So for naming products or companies, what I'll do is I'll sit down with the, the founder, whoever is trying to name whatever this is. Let's, let's make it a company to make it easy. So say my friend's trying to name their company. Then what I'll do is I'll ask them what the type of person they'll be serving looks like. And they'll, I'll, I'll make them be specific. I'll make them actually describe the user or the customer down to you know, what their age is and their gender is and what they normally do in a day. And then we'll get a really good idea of who this person is. And you want to be specific because a lot of people will say, oh, it's for everybody, and I hear that so much. But really, it's not for everyone. Not everyone is going to use your product or company or service. And I know people like to think that, but if we're being real here, <laughs> yeah. not everyone's going to use it. So not it forces, yeah, <laughs> it forces people <laughs> to really take, um, take a step back, look at what they're actually offering, and who would actually be interested in that. So then we start talking about words or phrases that would appeal to that person that we've created, this, this persona. And we will write down those words. So I usually make like a two-column list on a sheet of paper or whatever's nearby. And I'll, in one column, I'll be like, uh, I'll put words that we want, to, we want customers to associate with this company. And then mm -hmm. the other side will be words that um, usually – Usually you want to incorporate something fun or like something personal into your name, and so there will be other words that, that you just want involved in the company name for, for culture or for whatever reason. So we have these two columns, and we just start listing words. They don't even have to be good. They can be whatever pops into your mind, and I think that's a huge part of coming up with ideas is not filtering yourself during this, this, this part of the process. Just go ahead and dump everything that's in your brain at that time onto the paper in front of you. Because you never know. There, there might be a part of that weird-sounding word or a part of that idea that you just put down there that even when you say it out loud sounds crazy might mm -hmm. actually make sense or that you can use part of it. You dump yeah. everything on that paper, and then you can start seeing how those words connect with each other. You can start combining them. And, and again, this is something you can apply to 
to your ideas. You can see how those things fit together or how they could make sense and, and help each other to create something something greater out of the out of the combination of the two of them. Awesome. So it's just I one think, process I use. Yeah, I think that's an amazing process. I think I'm going to use that myself for the next thing that I launch. <laughs> <laughs> so how has being an entrepreneur affected your family life or your friendships? Just, you know, in general, how do you balance everything? Oh, man, balance. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I mean, I don't really try to kid myself and, and trick myself into thinking I'm going to have a whole lot of balance. I, I accepted yeah. that there are going to be weeks or months where I am just working like crazy, and then I'll take some time off, and it'll be, it'll be doing nothing because <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that's what a good vacation is to me at that point. Since I work so hard, I really don't want to think when I'm on vacation. On vacation. So uh, I, I would say it's binges. It's, it's not so much balance. That it is, than it is binges, where you do the crazy work binge and then you do the crazy do nothing binge, and and it's a roller coaster. You just swing from one to the other. <laughs> <laughs> now we've been talking about CrowdMed. Tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you. How can they join the service? Just in case there's anyone in our audience that's interested in using the platform. Yeah, definitely. You just have to go to CrowdMed.com, and there are links on our site that let you either submit a case or solve the case. So if you're the type of person who thinks you can solve difficult medical cases or you have some knowledge um, from a, pre- a prior condition yourself, then you can help other people solve their cases. Just go to crowdmed.com, that's C-R-O-W-D-M-E-D.com, and click on the solve cases uh, link in the header. Or if you have a mysterious condition that you're suffering from and maybe you've seen a few doctors that can't figure it out, then go to crowdmed.com and click on the Submit a Case link. Awesome. And we'll list it on our website as well. And I'm sure that the links to your social channels are also available on the crowdmed.com website, correct? Yeah. And, okay. of course, it's facebook.com slash crowdmed. Okay. Awesome. And, of course, you're on Twitter and, and all the other appropriate social media <laughs> channels. Now, I have a few more questions because I've really enjoyed speaking with you today. I, I know you have another business, Pixel Keep. Tell us about that company. Okay. So I, I really like parakeets. Um, and <laughs> okay. I decided one day to start a design firm that was run by parakeets. So I set up our team page. I set up the website, put up a team page. And while I have designers and developers that we work with around the world, all I put on our team page were parakeets, just birds. Okay. And, and I kind of thought, like, oh, you know, no one's, no one's going to want to hire a company that just has birds on their team page. It was more of a, a playful thing for, yeah. for me, and I figured I'd end up taking it down after a few weeks. But it turns out I was wrong and that humans are overrated. You yeah, don't need any people hit. in your business. <laughs> you can just have birds on your team page and people from – all over, large organizations, too, will want to work with you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> which, which kind of made my day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool and some great design work that you've done. So hopefully our listeners will go out there to pixelkeet.com, um, think of Parakeet, and then just replace the para with pixel, P-I-X-E-L-K-E-E-T.com, and you'll find all of Jessica's great design portfolio out there. Now I have a few more questions before we have to conclude, and I hate that we do, but I'll make sure <laughs> that I list your information on our website at talkgoodbusiness.com. Now, 
you know, we talked about balance, and there's no such thing when it comes to entrepreneurship sometimes. How many hours do you work a day on average, you know, for those busy days? (laughs) And describe your typical day. (laughs) Okay. Um, I mean, let's see. If we're doing average, uh, I want to say around maybe 10. Okay. And and like I said, it ranges dramatically. Yeah, I'll have days where I'm just up the whole day, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that can affect the average. And then I'll have days where I burnt out and I just can't do anything. I physically can't bring myself to do anything. Um, yeah, so that affects the average. Um, but yeah, typical day, uh, I don't have a whole lot of typical days. They They also are they also range dramatically. It's, uh, like today, for example, I'm I'm still at home when on, on another day I would have been getting on the BART right now to get into San Francisco and walk over to my office, the CrowdMed office, but sometimes I will be doing tons of meetings, right? So that, that mm-hmm. looks like me getting up, going to whatever location we agreed upon meeting, and then having that meeting, jumping to the next meeting, which could be who knows where. It could be in another part of the Bay Area. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like my life isn't consistent enough to have a, a usual a typical. <laughs> yeah, <plan. laughs> totally agree. Now, how do you define success? Success is, well, I mean, I tell you what, what I want to do is I want to be able to build something that has a positive impact on the lives of everyone it touches, right? And mm-hmm. I want it to be big enough so that it can have a, a visible effect on on the world, and I think once I reach that, I'll, I'll feel like I'll, I'll feel like that was a success. But at the same time, I know that that's a moving target. Success is a moving target. So that's how I feel today, and, and tomorrow I might be I might consider a really small thing like getting a project out <laughs> or launching a project tomorrow a success. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it comes in ebbs and flows, and sometimes, you know, um, we, we look at success differently depending on the type of project. You know, it's about, well, did everyone is everyone happy? You know, and sometimes, right. it's, well, did I make money? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, exactly. or it, it, if it failed, well, did I learn from the mistake? Because when you learn from the mistakes and, and the failures, then that makes it a success as well. It's been great talking to you, Jessica. I love my, our audience. I'm sure they will email us with questions and things for you, and we'll circle back if we have any additional questions that maybe we can, you know, um, get answered for those that um, are interested in, in just engaging with you more. If not, they can reach out to you directly on your website, crowdmed.com. And as always, you can reach us on talkgoodbusiness.com. We air every day, Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. on WDJY 99.1 FM Atlanta. If you're not in the Atlanta area, you can get us all over the world by downloading the TuneIn app. And on TuneIn, search for WDJY. I'm Dr. Dion, your host, and I'll talk to you next time on Let's Talk Good Business. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Tune in again for more information about the emerging social enterprise. You can also visit us on the web at talkgoodbusiness.com.